hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, KOFC Kadosh. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ. My I pray that you listen to the words and allow God to pour a fresh oil on you for the year ahead. Amen. Amen. To know your presence, fill me now with more of you. I long to see your glory, I long to know your ways. So, won't you please come and fill this place? Cause I need a fresh oil from you. you too. 
Welcome the pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, Christ fanatics and Kafui and all the ministers. Amen. Tell your neighbor, fresh oil is coming your way. Hallelujah. I want you to just begin to thank God for his goodness towards you. We've come to the end of the year. The fact that you are alive is a sign that God has been merciful to you. So I just want you to thank God. Come into your presence. To sing a song to you, song of praise and honor for all the things you've helped us through. You gave a life worth living, a life in love with you. And now I can't stop giving all my praises back to you. You're the father of creation, the risen lamb of God. You're the one who walked away from the empty tomb that day. And you set your people free with love and liberty. Now I can walk with you. to your presence to sing a song to you a song of praise and honor for all the things you've helped us do gave a life worth living a life in love with you now I can't stop giving now all my praises back to you you're the father, you're the father of creation, the risen lamb of God. You're the one who walked away from the empty tomb that day. And you set the people free with love and liberty. Now I can walk with you. Free with love and liberty. 
walk with you every night and every day. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. This is your meeting. I pray, Lord, that you will be glorified in this service. I yield my members to you. Anoint me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I pray, Lord, that fresh oil will be upon my head. Grant the hearer's faith to receive your word. I pray, Father, Lord, that there will be signs following the preaching of your holy word. I bind every demonic activity in this place. I pray, Lord, that your word will have free course amongst your people. I pray, Father, Lord, that we will not leave this place the same. Be merciful unto us and bless us. Make your face shine upon us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And let the people of God shout a loud Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may not be seated. <laughs> amen. Now we are going to do something very simple. I want you to take a neighbor. Find the nearest, nicest neighbor. Choose a good neighbor. You don't know what I'm going to say, so make sure you choose a powerful neighbor. Find a neighbor and hold that neighbor's hand. Everybody must have one neighbor. Everybody must have a neighbor. Do you all have neighbors? Who doesn't have a neighbor? Make sure you have a neighbor. Very important. Everybody must have a neighbor. Everybody. Do you all have neighbors? Even the instrumentalists, you all need neighbors. Everybody must have one neighbor. Everybody. Toby, I don't see your neighbor. No, find a neighbor in the congregation. No, not me. Find a neighbor in the congregation. <laughs> Make sure your neighbor is powerful. <laughs> Alright, now, do you know what we are going to do? Next week Sunday, the neighbor that you are holding his or her hand, you are bringing that neighbor a powerful gift. <laughs> Somebody says, hey, Randy, <laughs> So please, make sure that you take that neighbor's details. And tell your neighbor that next week, don't disappoint me. You may be seated. <laughs> Next week will be a, 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 a super do Sunday. And aside the gift that we are bringing, we are also bringing food after our service. There's going to be a lot of eating. After the third service, somebody came to see me and said to me that I hear the dot com, you are having your do next Sunday. I said, Yes. He said, I'm bringing you two crates of minerals. I said, It's powerful. It's powerful. 
So already we have free minerals. Amen. There's going to be a lot of food. A lot of food. So those of you like eating, you are going to enjoy yourself next Sunday. Amen. So please make sure you bring a gift. You know, it will be very some way that somebody will go and get you a gift and then when he brings it, you don't bring the person a gift. All right. And it's a way I'm teaching you also to learn how to give. Some of you don't even know how to give. You don't know how to give. Every Christmas, you are waiting for your uncle to come and give you something. But this Christmas, you are, and the, the gift must be wrapped. Do you understand? Yes, it must be wrapped with a bow tie or something. Do you understand? And it must be a good gift. It must be a good gift. Amen. Don't go and buy a blade and wrap it. <laughs> good. You can buy a nice iPhone X. Wrap it. In Laboon Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can get a nice iWatch in a case. Beautiful. How many of you like a phone as a gift? Yeah. The fact that you like means that somebody too likes. <laughs> Amen. So get a good gift. All right. Get a good tie, a good shirt, a good shoe, good socks. You know what again? Yeah, nice gift. You know, and wrap it. You can add a card. You never know where this gift will take you. <laughs> Amen. So let's all, please do it all. Do it. All right. Do it and you'll be blessed. Amen. All right. Today we have um, Pastor Patrick in the house. The wife is also here. Hannah Echa at the Konati. Please come. Please come all the way. And they are here with their baby boy. Oh, are you clapping? Wow. Pastor Patrick's secret deeds have been manifested. They say the evil that men do lives after them. But the good that men do lives before them. <laughs> wow. We thank the Lord for this precious gift. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 127 verse 3 that, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. You know, it's God that gives children. It's God that gives children. You can easily think that, oh, when I marry and I have sex with my wife, we'll have a child. It's not by your having sex. <laughs> Amen. It's by God's decision to give you a child. Amen. And we thank God for this blessing that he has blessed us with. Pastor Patrick, you tell us the names so that we won't call. When we see him running around, we won't say, yeah, small, come. <laughs> so what's the name of this wonderful baby? His name is Elim. Dan Elim. Yes. Daniel. Daniel. Elikem. Elikem. Edekonati. Edekonati. Hey! 
Ilim Daniel Elikem Edeko Nati. Wow. Powerful name. And Ilim means what? It means breakthrough and rest. Ilim means breakthrough and rest. He's a prayer warrior. That's why he named him Daniel. <laughs> and then Daniel means God is my judge. God is my judge. And then Elikem means God has established me. God has established me. Wow. And Edekonati is the same name. Powerful. Clap your hands for this wonderful baby boy. So we just want you to lift up your hands and begin to pray for this wonderful child that the Lord has blessed us with. And I want you to thank God for his life. Bless him. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So speak some words of blessings unto his life. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful son that you have blessed this beautiful family with. We thank you for the life of Ilim, Daniel, Elikem, Edekonati. We pray, Lord, that he will live according to these names that have been given to him. May he be a goodly child. May he be blessed on every side. Deliver him from accidents, from falling from hot oil, from hot water, from cats, in the mighty name of Jesus. May he be an intelligent child. Let him be full of wisdom. May he be the head and not the tail. May he be above and not beneath. May he go to school in due course. May he never miss a season in his life. May everything flourish in his life. I pray, Lord, that he will not have any terminal disease in the mighty name of Jesus. May he live up to a good old age in the mighty name of Jesus. Provide for him. Bless his parents. Let them have enough and to spare to take care of him. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for them. You may take your seats. And you may also be seated. Amen. Next year, we'll have two more babies around this time. Two more babies. Don't forget this prophecy. Next year, by this time, I said at the dot com service, we'll have two more babies. Amen. Well, today I want to continue what I've been sharing with you for some time. I've been preaching on backsliding. How many of you remember? Backsliding. Amen. And today I want to just continue. Hopefully next week I will end my message on backsliding. Amen. You know, backsliding is a very serious spiritual condition and it happens to all kinds of people. Amen. Many people start their Christian work, but not all of them are able to finish. And I told you that I remember when I was in secondary school, Form 1, it was like Form 1 is for SU people. So in Form 1, everybody is in SU or Pax Romana or one of these groups. And then when you get to Form 2, you realize that 
if let's say 90% were in SU, by Form 2, you have about 40%. Then Form 3, people have grown wings. So now they've left it for the small boys to be going. Amen. And that is how it is even in the world. People start off with Christ. And then as they go along, they begin to leave Christ behind. Amen. And I told you that what I've also noticed is that usually these things, they happen at major junctions in our lives. Major junctions. So sometimes people marry. After marriage, their Christianity takes another course altogether. In fact, sometimes at the wedding ceremony itself, you can see that this person is going to go on this tangent. Amen. I will know how serious a Christian you are at your wedding ceremony. The reception. I will know. Yes, I will know. Because I've been to weddings where they are Christians. But the formation they enter the reception with. And the song that follows that formation. You wonder. You wonder that all these gospel songs, they couldn't even find one. Major junctions. Amen. I had a friend when he lost his dad. He backslid. I mean, he didn't want to go to church. He didn't even want to hear anything about God. Major junctions. Amen. Some of you can be a failed exam. And you say, I've, I've, I've left this whole Christianity thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's even a blessing. But the blessing becomes a problem. You get a good job. Now we can't see you in church again. Yeah. But you see, when you get a good job, when you start working for an oil company, I want to see you in this church. Yeah. Amen. Because some of us, it's because of poverty that we are in church. Oh, yes. The day you become blessed, we'll see you. But may that not be your story. Yeah. It's true. I know people, they were serving God. Christians. Then they got a visa and went to America. Yeah. Today you should hear them talking. You should hear them talking. Same people, they were serving God, but today you should hear them talking. Yeah. I don't even want to go there. You know, but may a blessing not become a curse. Because sometimes, I, that's why I told, I told John, I said, John, you, it's okay, you have given birth, now you have to get back into because you see you can have a child and the child will control your whole life the child will control your whole life but you see me I've had a child before and when when we had a child six weeks my wife was back in church fully six weeks one two three four five six she was back she was working fully all of us no, my baby is, my baby this, my baby does, my baby, hey! Some people want child, nice like child, your whole Christianity has come to a standstill. They marry, no, it's like I have to go home, my husband, my husband, my husband, hey! <laughs> God, a beloved, no, hey, now my beloved, my beloved, everything is my beloved. <laughs> Major junctions. That's why I'm preaching this sermon, because 2020, you are going to be super blessed. And my prayer is that in the midst of the blessing, you will not backslide. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember once when I was in secondary school, my mom traveled. And at that time, I learned how to drive. So he left his, her car keys for me. My God. <laughs> it was that vacation I understood why God had not blessed me with a car. <laughs> because he knew that if I blessed this child with a car, in fact, at a point, I had to be calling people, Charlie, today, no party day. <laughs> I'm looking for somewhere to go. <laughs> yes. Free car. Amen. Some of you, when you, you are blessed with the car, you may not come to church. <laughs> That's why God has not brought the car. You won't come. Amen. You go and park at the beach here. <laughs> In the Sunday. Put off the inside lights. Be there. God knows you. Oh, he knows you very well. Amen. So we learned about three descriptions of backsliding. And I told you that in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He was crying for the people of Israel. They had backslidden. They were people who loved God. And now they had backslidden and fallen away from God. So God raised up Jeremiah to speak to the people and get them back to God. Amen. And in Jeremiah 3, in Jeremiah 2 verse 32, the Bible says, this is Jeremiah describing their state, in their backsliding state. He said, can a man, can a maid forget her ornaments or the bride her attire? He says, yet my people have forgotten me days without number. Amen. So here Jeremiah was saying that this is how people look like in their backsliding state. He says they were like maids that had forgotten their ornaments. A maid that has forgotten her ornaments. I'm yet to see a woman sitting here who is not wearing her earring. <laughs> Because you were in a hurry to come to church, you forgot. It's not possible. Every lady, is there any lady here who is not wearing an earring? I mean, not intentionally. <laughs> that you, you forgot. You couldn't have forgotten. You will remember some of you wearing three. <laughs> Ornaments. <laughs> yeah. Ornaments. You know, so the Bible says that when you are a Christian, and you backslide. It's as strange a phenomenon as somebody or a maid who just appeared in church without earrings, without shoes, without bags. And he says it's a very strange thing. Amen. Then he said the second thing is that it's like a bride who forgot her wedding gown. I have not seen some before. At a wedding, you have arrived, a bride, and you are in your nightgown. I've not seen some before. Yeah. In fact, it was the mystery I couldn't solve in the whole of my wedding. The mystery of a gown that you will wear for only about four hours, but it's so expensive. It's a mystery I couldn't solve. Kabna, you, you couldn't also solve that mystery. <laughs> I have to be careful because today my wife is in the service. <laughs> but it's a mystery I couldn't solve. Only four hours old. But the investment that is made 
on the wedding gown. Hey! People even lose weight so that they can fit in their wedding gown. <laughs> Calories they have never been able to lose or burn. Because of the wedding gown, they will lose weight to fit in it. Yeah. So the Bible also says that if you are a Christian and you backslide, it's like a bride who has appeared at her wedding without a wedding gown. It's a very strange phenomenon. Amen. That is why when you have tasted the goodness of God, you must never turn your way, turn your back to God. Amen. And I told you that the armor of God, there is no protection for the back. Your head is protected. Helmet of salvation. Breast is protected. Your chest. Breastplate of righteousness. Belt of truth. Feet short with the preparation of the gospel. But there is no protection for your back. So as soon as you turn your back, you become a target. That's why the Bible says that if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Amen. So never turn your back on God. We are on the narrow road. And I told you that on the narrow road, it's a very slim road. You can't make a U-turn on a narrow road. Usually very small one-way roads, you can't make a U-turn. You are only able to make a U-turn on big roads. Amen. And we are not on that Broadway. We are on the narrow road. When you are on the Broadway, you can make a U-turn and come to God. But once you get onto that narrow road, it's just one way. Forward ever, backwards never. Amen. Then number three, I said that in Proverbs 20, 26 verse 11, the Bible says that as the dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Amen. So here the Bible says that the same way that you see a dog vomit and goes back to eat that vomit, that is how it looks like when a fool returns to his folly. Amen. Even my wife <laughs> would not like to eat my, my, my flames <laughs> for love. <laughs> Is it, I love you, so you... <laughs> She will not want to eat it. And the Bible says that that's how some of us we are. It's like a dog that has vomited into a plate. And then you have added ketchup and sausage. (laughs) And you are coming to eat the vomit. Can you imagine? The Bible says that's how God sees us. When we have come to him, we are serving him, we are following after him, and now you want to go back into the world. It's a very nasty thing. Amen. There are many other examples, but I just shared with you these three. They are different broken systems. They are different examples, but it's a very good book. You should get it. Amen. So these are the three different descriptions that we talked about. Then I began sharing with you about the causes of backsliding. How many of you remember? The causes of backsliding. You know, there are a lot of causes of backsliding. But I noticed that all the causes can virtually be grouped into these two major groups. These two major groups. And last week, I started sharing with you about the first cause of backsliding. How many of you remember? 
the sin. <laughs> Amen. And we read Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read from verse 1. Hebrews 12, 1. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin <laughs> which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto, Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set at the right hand of the throne of God. Then verse 3 says, For consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week I told you that one of the things that makes us backslide is sin. Here the Bible says that Paul described the Christian walk as a race. He said we are running a race. And he says because we are running a race, we must be careful what we do. And he said there are two things that will slow us down in this race. He said weights and the sin. Amen. And I told you that this sin that the Bible is talking about, it is not a sin. It is the sin. <laughs> and everybody has his own peculiar sin that will slow you down in this race. Some of us is anger. Some of us is alcohol. Some of you is lust. Some of you is lies. Is it the fact that you like telling lies? Doesn't mean that everybody has a problem with lies. At all. <laughs> Amen. There's somebody who is even surprised that people tell lies. Meanwhile, he's not even born again. Yes. There are people that their culture alone doesn't make them tell lies. Their culture alone. Ghana, we have a culture of lies. <laughs> people tell lies easily. Yes. Easily. I mean, people tell lies. I mean, lies that will not even benefit I mean, there are some lies that at least you can benefit from, but there are some lies to it's like this lies. You are not getting anything from the lies. I remember when we were in school, we used to have the guy, he used to, he used to, he used to tell us that his father has never, his legs have never touched the floor before. <laughs> has never touched the floor before. He said, there's a carpet. We used to believe it away in like class two or three. He said, there's a carpet from their house to the car and from the car park of the father's office into the office. So the father's leg doesn't have hey. So we're always waiting to see this father. Then one day PTA meeting, we saw this man with his pot belly walking on the school compound. We say, ah, but the guy is walking on the floor. <laughs> lies that are not necessary. <laughs> Just tell the lies. Amen. And I told you that, you see, this sin is very dangerous. And the solution to this sin is endurance endurance, because this sin is not going anywhere. Even Paul said that I have prayed thrice. And God told him, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he endured. He endured. And I told you that, you see, nowadays it's like Christianity has reached the point where people cannot endure anymore. No more endurance. 
But there's great blessing in endurance. The Bible says that blessed is the man that endureth temptations. He says when you endure temptations, you are blessed. Amen? And so when you feel like doing something, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. <laughs> the fact that you are feeling like doing something doesn't mean that you have to do it. Amen. And in overcoming this sin, look, this sin to be with you. Uh, <laughs> you can become a pastor, it will be with you. You can even become a pope, it will still be with you. <laughs> yes. It will still be with you. You need endurance. Endurance to keep that sin. Amen. The second cause of backsliding. Offense or bitterness. Offense or bitterness. When you read verse 14 of the same Hebrews 12, it says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. Amen. Over here again, we see the two things that will prevent you from advancing into heaven. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. You know, if you believe John 3.16, you have to believe the scripture. The Bible says that there are two things that will prevent you from seeing God in heaven. It says, one, follow peace with all men. Number two, holiness. We've already talked about holiness, which is the sin. And the second reason why you can't see God, <laughs> according to this scripture, is your inability to follow peace with all men. <laughs> you know, during the second service, Prophet says something that in life you don't need too many keys. You can have about two or three keys and you'll be fine. Two or three keys. Two or three powerful revelations and you'll be fine. And when I look at my life, I realize that I don't have too many keys. Just a few. And this is actually one of mine. One of my success keys. <laughs> Follow peace with all men. That's a success key right there. I mean, when you talk to me, you will see that I don't have a lot of keys. At least one of the things you are likely to hear from me is that honor your mother and your father that it may be well with you. I don't joke with that one. It's another key that I don't joke with. Yes. And this one also is another powerful key. Follow peace with all men. It takes great spirituality to be able to follow peace with all men. I see people who are able to follow peace with all men as very spiritual people. <laughs> Amen. Oh, are you here or you've gone home? Yes. Because you see, the Bible says that, next verse, verse, verse 15, it says, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. 
lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. It says you have to be very vigilant. You know, the word offense, it means to break a rule. To break a rule. To break a rule. So maybe you, you have some rules that you have set for yourself. Nobody is able, nobody should be able to say certain things to me. Or nobody should talk to me in a certain way. So the day somebody speaks to you in that certain way, the rule has been broken. And you have become offended. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Maybe you, your rule is that um, um, you can't sit on my bed. Okay. <laughs> if I've laid it, you can't sit on it. So the day somebody sits on your laid bed, the person has crossed the line. You become offended. And many of, and some of us, we have a lot of these rules. They are like invisible lines that have been drawn around us. <laughs> so when somebody steps on one, hi, it's like pee, 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 yeah. Offense number one. Somebody crosses another line, pee, offense number two. Crosses another line, pee, offense number three. Then your tentacles go up. And the Bible says that offense has the ability to make you fail. Fail, fail what? It says fail of the grace of God. You know, the grace of God is the help of God. And in life, everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. And the Bible says that when you live in offense or in bitterness, he says, God's help leaves you. You're on your own. You're on your own. Things become difficult. Things become hard. Nothing works anymore. Why? Because you are walking in bitterness. You are offended. You are hurt. Peeved. Angry. Bible says that follow peace with all men. All men. Not some men. All men. And you know one thing I like about prophet is that he doesn't hold grudges. Nah. Nah. And you see when you see people who don't hold grudges sometimes you feel that they are weak. No. It's actually a sign of spiritual strength. Sometimes you feel that when you hold a grudge then you are strong. You are weak spiritually. Is a sign that you are weak spiritually. People who, who are able to forgive easily, they are the strong ones. They are the strong ones. <laughs> but some of us, we can't forgive. You haven't had a friend for more than one year. <laughs> because the lines around you are a lot. Hey! Then the people go back. Then be 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 be. 
as they are coming close now, beep, 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 Some people are too sensitive. Too sensitive. Charlie, don't be offended right now. Too sensitive. You can't tell them, you can't have an honest conversation with them. Don't misinterpret it. Pastor K, you won't believe what she said to me. You won't believe it. <laughs> Can you imagine? How do they shake their neck? <laughs> you won't believe it. The Bible says that when you live in offense or in bitterness, you know, bitterness is, 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 a, is a graduated form of offense. Because the truth is that offense, you can't avoid it. It will come. But when it comes and you harbor it, then it moves from offense to bitterness. Then it becomes a dangerous disease, spiritual disease. And the Bible says that as soon as it becomes bitterness, God's grace moves out of your life. Yes. That's why the Bible says that look diligently. Don't joke with it. Look diligently. Check it out. Check it out. Because if you don't treat the offense and it moves into bitterness, God's grace leaves. And then you start seeing failure all around you. Jesus forgave almost everything. When you read the scriptures. Yeah. Even, even a woman who was caught in adultery. Red-handed though. It's not like somebody said they caught her on top. Or under, I don't know. <laughs> or on the side. <laughs> Red-handed. Jesus says, go. Neither do I condemn you. He said, I do not condemn you. He said, I don't condemn you. But when he was teaching his disciples to pray in Matthew 6, he said, after this manner, verse 9, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive, us, forgive our debtors as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For then is the kingdom, the power, glory, forever, ever. Amen. Then in verse 14, he said, If you forgive men, your heavenly Father will also forgive you for trespasses. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. God said, when unforgiveness fills your heart, God will never forgive you. That's, that's what it means by when the grace of God leaves you. Because when the grace of God is with you, you can do wrong. God will say, it's okay, don't worry. It's okay, I'll fix it. But as soon as the grace of God leaves you now, you are living by the judgment seat of God. You'll be judged for anything that you do. Yeah, that's what makes it dangerous. So you may have been getting by with squeezing people. God is saying, oh, your mercy covers you. Mercy covers you. <laughs> you are getting by with it. Oh, yeah. But the same squeezing, <laughs> without the grace of God, you will see. 
you see that now you have failed your exam. Yeah. You have lost the person who is paying your fees. Gone. You begin to wonder that why. Then now it's like you begin to see your sins and your failure. You're able to relate to them. Go and read James 5, verse 9. He says the same thing. He says, grudge not one against another, lest ye be condemned. He says, when you hold grudges, God's condemnation comes over you. He beca- then he says, the judge standeth before the door. <laughs> it's a very scary scripture. He says, when you walk with grudges in your heart, there is a judge standing in front of you. Any evil you do, he will pay you back for that evil. No more mercy. (laughs) That's what makes offense very difficult and dangerous. That's why if you're a child, you are here, you should not be offended at your parents. Offended at your friend. Offended at your pastor. Offended at the shepherd. Holding bitterness in your heart. You see, that thing do me, pay me back. He go me. I will never forgive him. Hey! You don't know what you are talking about. You lack understanding. <laughs> he says, grudge not. Lest you be condemned. That word condemned, it means judged. <laughs> yeah. What Jesus said to the fornicator, he said, neither do I condemn you. But he said, you let offense go into your heart. You see me. I will judge you. Pepe, pepe. <laughs> And he says, the judge standeth before the door. He's waiting for you to make a mistake. No more mercy. So those of us who cannot let bitterness go, let unforgiveness go, it's a very dangerous thing. You are joking with your life. How did that time go? <laughs> Joking with your life. Amen. And the Bible says that to make you feel. Offense is one of the greatest things that take people out of the Christian walk. Offense. They become offended at God, offended at man, offended at something. And then the Bible says that as soon as you become offended, you feel the grace of God lifts. Then now, trouble enters your life. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You know, from today, you must decide that, look, I'm not going to be offended by anybody. Never. You know, one day, I had a mason that I lent. I gave him some money to go and buy materials. 6,200 or something like that. And the guy vanished. He vanished. Hey! When I call him, he wants, call him, he wants, and then at the point, he put off the phone. Hey! I was angry at this guy. Bored with him. And one day, I was asleep. Then I had a dream. In the dream, I was in a place like Dubai. Nice, beautiful place. The only problem was that I was in the prison. In that place. And it was a small room. About one meter by one meter by one meter by one meter. 
small room. And it was long. And I could see a small pinhole with light coming through. Long ceiling. The ceiling was longer than this. And I couldn't do anything. I was just in that cage. And I was struggling. I was struggling. But see, when I think, it's like I have to think about where I am. Then I can see outside the beautiful sea, beaches, that, that, that. But in reality, I was in that cage. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. It was like, the cage was like some, you know how the prison doors are all around me. And then I woke up. And I woke up, I said, what kind of dream is this? And the Holy Spirit said to me that, forgive him. I said, forgive who? He said, the mason. I said, the Holy Spirit won't <laughs> I said, forgive him. Yeah. Forgive him. And I was saying, ah, I should forgive this guy. But this guy, he has not tried to. Then I said, I let it go. I said, God, let him keep that money. Let it be well with him. Bless him wherever he is, oh Lord. <laughs> I said that grudge not, lest you be condemned. The Greek word really, the real Greek word translated condemned is to be sentenced. (laughs) So spiritually, I had been sentenced into a cage because of the grudge. Proverbs 18 19. A brother offended is more difficult. Or, 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 or wilder to be won than a strong city. <laughs> and his contentions are like bars of castles. <laughs> Your contentions, the offense, it creates bars. Castle, do you know a castle? Yeah. It forms castle bars around you. <laughs> Spiritually, that's what, that, that's what it, it, it does for you. <laughs> and you will be caged in that castle bar throughout your life. The grace is gone. You are in a bar. When you pray, God doesn't hear you. You ask for help, nobody hears you. In prison, all ideas are dead because they are going nowhere. And some of us, that's how our lives are. Yeah. All your great ideas, they are going nowhere. Spiritually, you are bound in a castle with bars. <laughs> Why? Because you're offended. You're offended. Look, deal with every offense in your life. Deal with every It's one thing I don't joke with. I always check myself. Is there something? Is, as, somebody, as I stand here, I can't think of anybody that I'm, I have a problem with. No. No. Nobody that I can think of. If, if, if you think I have a problem with you, come and tell me after service. <laughs> I can't think of anybody. But some of us, as we are sitting here, you know, it's actually, you have actually decided, I won't talk to this person again. <laughs> Remember the bus. <laughs> Remember the bus. <laughs> Make the decision of this person. I will never, there are some people that some of you, when you meet, oh, is that your, your, your heart beats small. Yeah. There's something there in your heart. Yeah. There is something there in your heart. That is why you become uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Maybe the person said, I like you, and you, you didn't like the person. Yeah, so it's become a problem. If I, if I say I like you and you don't like me, we should still be able to say hello and Charlie, how be? Charlie, so now you get beloved. Oh, you still don't get beloved. I still do. <laughs> but, but some of you is like, Charlie, the person came to like you, you didn't like the person, so now... <laughs> and you can't even flow. You can't flow. You can't flow. You can't flow. The hardest year of my life. The hardest year of my life. There was somebody that I was doing something for. It's the hardest year of my life. It's the year I've seen the worst of everything in my life. I was doing something for someone. I was building a house for someone. Someone very close to me. And at a point, somebody went to tell the person that what I'm doing for the person is too expensive. So suddenly the person felt that Akwawi is chopping my money. And the person's attitude towards me changed. The person became angry at me. And I heard the story in the background. Then I said, me, the help I am helping you. I said, come and take your project. Cost everything, I'll pay you. Take your project. I was hurt. Hey, Pastor Patrick, I was hurt. Because I had sacrificed for this person. I said, come and take your project and go and see whether you won't get people who come and steal your cables. Come and try this. So I left the project for one year. I, ne- I, 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 I said neither nay ye nor nay. <laughs> I see the person, I say, hello. <laughs> and sometimes I can be with people, we are chatting. Charlie, how are you? Charlie, tell everything good, and the person will come. There's some shifting in your heart. I knew that there was something there that was not right. It's the worst year of my life. Worst year of my life. So many things went bad. So the person got another person on the project. <laughs> I had done about 70% of the project. By the time the person was finishing the project, she had spent almost 70% of the cost in that 30% of the project. Then after one year, the person came to me and said, you know what? I'm very sorry. You are actually a good person. I just was led by some information that I was given. I should have, I should have been more sensible. I said, ah. <laughs> but you see, I forgave after everything had corrected. But it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Many of us, that's what we are. The person may easily not have come to say sorry. It took great humility. And that is why forgiveness is something that you must give for. You must give for. Because the person may not come and say sorry for you to find it in your heart to forgive the person. Irrespective, you must still forgive the person. I lost so much 
in that period of grudge so much, so much in my life because of that grudge. From that time, I said, hey, 24 hours is too long to even hold a grudge. 24 hours is too long. Too long. Too long. It doesn't matter what. I'll forgive you. Because I don't want God to leave me. I don't want the grace of God to retreat. So that God will hand me over to Satan. Do as you wish with him. The hardships. Amen. So church of God. Remember. That when you live in offense. The Bible says that it's like bus. Castle bus. Castle bus. All around you. Amen. And it just makes you go further and further away from God. Offense. And let me tell you, as you are in this world, you will by all means be offended. So if you are not married, when you marry, you will see. <laughs> hmm? You will see. Because I can only step on your foot when I'm close to you. I mean, if I'm standing here, how can I possibly step on Pastor Kibite's foot? I can't. I have to be close. Yeah. The closer, the more stepping. Yeah. <laughs> the more stepping. That's actually why some of you are not close to me. It's true. Because you don't want to be offended. Yeah. It's true. I said, it is true. <laughs> In these days, the pastors who have come. <laughs> if you get close to them, before you realize, I become a shepherd. <laughs> They will make you a shepherd right now. <laughs> hey, the last time Pastor King said that, as for me, the way my dress is always short. Me too, all these are all the only dresses I have. These are the only dresses I have. They are the dresses you buy. <laughs> so uh, you don't want to come close so that we say that your dress is short. So you stay there at the back. You don't want to be offended. You see, what relationships do is that they expose your weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships expose your weakness. And the closer you come, the more your weaknesses are exposed. <laughs> so when you don't want your weaknesses to be exposed, you stay far off. Because sometimes you, you, you tell lies, but you are not my friend, so I will never know. <laughs> But when you get close, I suddenly realize that, oh, this guy, he really tells lies. So when he says 1 o'clock, he means 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as you get close and those lies are being exposed and you become uncomfortable, then you begin to withdraw. <laughs> you begin to withdraw. Yeah. But ultimately, relationships are supposed to make you better. When the prophet said that he believes that one of the purposes of marriage is actually to change and 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 build our shape our character. And I believe it. Yeah. If you humble yourself enough in marriage, you come out as a better person. Shape you. Because suddenly you felt that you have the best of everything, but you didn't know that your mouth was smelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Because you hadn't been close enough for somebody to smell the contents of your mouth. <laughs> because as you are in church, we can easily think that you, you bath every day. <laughs> it is assumed, especially as you are a lady, that you bath morning and evening. <laughs> But then suddenly you marry and then realize that, hey, oh, now the bath is just somewhere. so you wash your face now, then you just touch here and here, no. That is why a lot of people stay stay in the congregation. You don't do anything. You don't join the choir. You don't join soul step. You don't join anything. Yeah. You don't, you don't want your weaknesses to be exposed. Yeah. Because you will by all means be offended by somebody who is close. Ah, by all means. By all means. Yeah. Jesus said that once you are in this world, oh, you will by, by all means you will be offended. You will by all means be offended but it must not develop into bitterness. Because once it does, the Bible says that you will fail of the grace of God. And it will begin to trouble you. Trouble you. And then you start defiling other people. Yeah. May you not be offended. Amen. May you not be offended by God. May you not be offended by your parents. Amen. May you not be offended by your beloved. Amen. May you not be offended either by your pastor. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name. Put your hands together, stand to your feet. Let's bring our service to a close. Pray for your heart. Some of you are already in that prison. You have been sentenced. <laughs> Some of you, but for this sermon, you had received life in prison. Life in prison. But today God has come to set you free from that spiritual prison that you find yourself in. Ask God for mercy and ask him to help you. Some of us, our lives are at a standstill. And some of us, we are retrogressing because of offense. We are falling back, sliding back because of offense and because of bitterness. But today you want God to take away every bitterness in your heart. Put your hand on your heart and pray that God takes away any root of bitterness in your heart. You are here and you have bitterness in your heart. You don't even know how to let it go. You don't even know how it found its way there. But you know it's there. I want you to come and let me pray for you. You want to be free from this bitterness. That has found its way in your heart. Come and let me pray for you.
Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. I curse every bitterness to wither and die. In the name of Jesus, be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Oh, Mariano Lobo Santa la Bakisha Geneva. E Kali Kalara Basota Liberi Andoli Masanta. Alibo Kareli Casito Labara. In the name of Jesus. Allah Kariando Libra Santa Lababa. I command these prison doors to be open now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Kilabori Kasante Liba. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Makilara, Makilara, Makilara. Makileri, Kosaleri, Yakasatu. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free. Be free. Oh 
every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you are here this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Today, you want to take a decision to follow Jesus. Every head, every, every head bowed, every eye closed. You are here like that. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that judgment. There is judgment awaiting every one of us. But today. You want to make things right before you appear. On that judgment day. Before God. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift it up high. You want to give your heart to Jesus. God bless you. Lift it up high. You want to give your heart to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. You don't want to go to hell. You want to go to heaven when you die. Lift up your right hand up high. And I will pray with you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Today, I humble myself just as I am. I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord and master of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. From today, I will save you, Jesus, all the days of my life. I will no longer serve Satan. I will save you, Jesus. As you help me to in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. It was great having you. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kadosh Morning Star Cathedral, Sakumono, upstate the regional maritime university of the Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 546 or 0548- 961-323 for other messages. Follow us on social media, Jesus.comKadosh on Facebook and Jesus underscore on Instagram. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 1 p.m. Stay connected. <laughs>